Whatever, Dave. Whatever, Dave. Whatever, Dave. Lo que sea, Dave. Whatever. Whatever, Dave. It's the Whatever, Dave Radio Network. Wherever fine podcasts are ignored. What's up, guys? Yeah. Uh, I don't hear Dave now. What's up, guys? Where did Dave go? There's Dave. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hello? It's me. You got me? the problem. It's me. Oh, boy. Uh, We fixed it. Good to hear. A little Easter egg for my Swifties out there. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Ooh, we got to stop that. It's going to be in my head all all night. The the Swifties song? No, it's going, yeah. 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 Well, it's great to- I like it. It's great to have all three of us uh, back together. I can't even remember uh, the lineup last time. We skipped last week. Uh, How you doing, Dave? That still works. Doing well. Doing well. Um, and uh, a lot of life has happened in yeah. the uh, last however many months. Well, this whole show has been a mess since August, and uh, we're trying to get it back on track. Um, glad to be back, and uh, yeah. it's been uh, it hasn't been the three of us for a little while here. No, now vacations, uh, different uh, locations, uh, contractual yeah. obligations. Yeah, as you hear, Dave is as electric as always. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> and it's great to have us all back. Oh, no! <laughs> and uh, I, I got a question. Are we finally done with Kanye West? I, I mean, are we are we are we finally ready for him to just like go away and stop paying attention to him? I thought it was funny that he went to Skechers after Adidas dropped him, oh, yeah. um, obviously not knowing that Skechers was owned by a Jewish family, right. and uh, they escorted him out the door. That was kind of funny. Oh, I didn't know they were owned by a Jewish family. Yeah. yeah. Skechers doesn't sound Jewish to me. All right. Oh, watch out there, Kanye. Yeah. Just hey, hey. <laughs> Be careful, Rich. Be careful. Um, we must protect Rich at all costs. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, Uh-oh. you bet. You know, back in the day when uh, Kanye was was just a mainstream rapper and just kind of like needling and freaking out like old white people, I was kind of all about it. But uh, I think what happens is you become so rich, famous, and successful that number one, you're not bound by like being afraid of losing money. You start being uh, surrounded by a bunch of yes people. And yeah. uh, you just become one giant id. Was that Freud, the yeah. id? Uh, yeah. the, Are you uh, very good, Michael? Yeah. It, it, what, what's the id? It's like it's it's just your your impulse. You've got no impulse control. It's the ego and the super ego and the id. Right. Yeah, it's kind of in the middle of all. Are you not wearing your Yeezys anymore, Mike? No, I never had Yeezys before. Oh, okay. Um, my mistake. Yeah, I I I I, I couldn't afford the Yeezys. I probably could yeah, no, now. I could mm. I could afford it monetarily now, but not socially now. <laughs> Yeah, probably not the smartest uh, thing to be walking around wearing the Yeezys now. But, uh, and, I, I mean, this, what this do whole, you mean, Michael? This tell whole, us. Th- this whole we thing. We don't know what you mean until you tell us. Has just spiraled. And I didn't want to start the show talking about Kanye West, but I, I think it, I think it's just a study in watching somebody blow past genius. Right to insanity, and I think that the two are close, but I I I think one can replace the other, right? Just be there, just because you used to be brilliant and you are now insane doesn't mean you're still brilliant. It just means you're insane. 
Is he considered brilliant? Do people think he's a genius? I mean, a musical genius? Yeah, people thought he was a musical genius. And a lot of people think that uh, this whole thing was a, a genius business plan orchestrated by him. So, I, I don't know. Dave, if you've been following this... To uh, get out of the commitment to... To uh, Adidas, Adidas, right. Adidas, okay. I, I guess he went on Twitter, and I didn't see the original anti-Semitic rant that he went on after Fashion Week or something yeah. in France. But then mm-hmm. I saw the tweet where it says, you know, if the Jewish people stand in my way, I'm going to take them out or something. And yep. that, 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 that was well, kind you of... can't say that. Right. And then so that's what got him uh, uh, kicked off all of his business deals. Um, there's that clip of him from, like, October last week saying that uh, um, if he... He wanted out of the Adidas deal. He could say anti-Semitic stuff, and That's Adidas. That's the one I saw. Yeah, and Adidas wouldn't get rid of him, and uh, of course, uh, Adidas got rid of him. But if it was such a brilliant business deal, you think someone would really uh, risk losing a billion dollars of their own net worth just mm. to get a, get out of a contract they don't like with a company? Mm. That's hard. You know, to it's say funny uh, how much the, you don't uh, like the company, I right? Guess. The rabbi at my mom's temple posted on social media that um, he went out and purchased new Adidas uh, shoes <laughs> slash uh, clothing for all his family after they dropped uh, Kanye West. Well, that's, that's very funny. good because the, I guess uh, Adidas is losing like $289 million on the deal. So. Well, they made up maybe 300 bucks from my uh, mom's <laughs> rabbi. Okay, so, so you need a million more people. Eh, so there you there go. There you go. That's, yeah. that's feasible. Yeah, and then, Dave, you're talking about he went to Skechers because probably in his <laughs> megalomaniac mind, he's, right. like, he's like, Adidas has dropped me. I can go to go, go to Skechers right now and get right. a new uh, and get a new deal. Pick yeah, me up he was escorted out. Right, because you know? as you said, Dave, he was not aware of the fact that. Jewish family founded Skechers. I mean, if they were owned by one of us Gentiles, it's it, it's not good business to get involved with Kanye West at all. I mean, true, but the, the fact that he was so uh, just uh, arrogant, he, like arrogant or or stupid, or just like um, like Tone like down. Mike said, meg- megalomaniac, whatever right. you want to call him, that he would just walk, think he could just walk into another you know Fortune 500 company and just. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, well, Adidas dropped me, but you guys will want to, uh, you right. know, help me, uh, you know, pr- pr- promote my show, my shoe. For the last couple <laughs> decades, he's been surrounded by people saying, uh, "Yeah, yay, yeah, yes, yay, yeah, you could drop, you could drop Adidas anytime and and go anywhere else, yay." He's been surrounded by yay men, right? <laughs> yeah, yay's yes men. Mm-hmm. Probably and, true. Uh, and the thing is, I mean, this has been an alarming downward spiral in his mental health for, for a long time. I mean, a lot of people kind of laughed at his antics with his ex-wife, Kim Kardashian, when she was dating that dude from Saturday Night Live. And people thought he was just being kind of like crazy ex-boyfriend. But like 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 that was like stock. That was like stalker tendencies. Like if he wasn't famous and you were Kim Kardashian and you were being stalked by your ex-boyfriend like that, and neither one of you were famous, that'd be absolutely terrifying. Whoa. So I, right. I think— Valid I, point. I, I mean, I think, obviously, when he comes—when when someone comes out and says something that prejudiced and hateful, you need to denounce it, which I, I feel like most people have denounced it. I really haven't heard anyone uh, defend Kanye West's uh, uh, anti-Semitic remarks. And then you got to ignore him. you got to deplatform him, because at this point— 
you've denounced anti-Semitic, uh, uh, what's uh, anti-Semitic uh, rhetoric, and everything else. I think is 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 just f- feeding fuel to the fire, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, the, the story. You want to talk about, uh, you know, how hard you work to get to the to the heights of fame, right? And how big of a drop it can be, um, mm, so fall. quickly. All right. Well, and uh, yeah, and um, and, and I, I know that he was talking about. Um, buying Parler, the quote-unquote free speech platform, because oh, he was yeah, because <laughs> even Elon Musk banned him off of Twitter. Oh, really? And uh, that's a whole other thing. Uh, you know, there are limits when you say you're a free speech platform. There, there's limits when it comes to hate speech, and I don't think the Parler deal is going to go through either, because uh, that's a conservative platform, and conservatives uh, they are uh, they they are not an anti-Semitic bunch. Is politically. Trump- is Trump on Parler, uh, or does he I, just I, go through his own website now? How does he communicate? No, he goes through. Uh, doesn't he have his own Truth Social? Truth Social. Or yeah. yeah. Oh, that's his. The, okay. the guy that goes for the guy that talks about Parler or did talk about Parler was uh, a guy that uh, you hear on uh, our station at night to Mark Levin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. I, it's so splintered. I, 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 I don't know where all the quote unquote free speech people <laughs> are. But I mean, even Elon Musk. Um, or well, I guess it wouldn't be. No, I guess Elon Musk couldn't uh, kick uh, uh, Kanye West off Twitter because he and doesn't I, own it yet. But and I guess Kanye shut down Donda University today too. Right, so. which is a shame because I mean those are one of those inner city schools oh, that, that right. are helping Bummer. kids, and and mm-hmm, I mean th- I mean and those kids are being victimized. Yeah, so. yeah. sure. All right, so uh, just strike everything I said about Elon Musk uh, banning Kanye from Twitter because it doesn't apply. <laughs> let's go. Let's get into our stack of stuff here, Dave. Well, uh, first story that I have for you tonight, very interesting. You know, some parents worry about the negative impact that video games can have on their children. But gaming may be associated with improved cognitive abilities, a new study out of uh, Vermont University of Vermont has found. Kids who play video games for three or more hours per day perform better on impulse control and memory tests than children who don't play games, according to the research that was published huh. on Monday on this study. How about that? Take that, Mom. <laughs> I, 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 I um, support this study and uh, totally agree. I, I, knew, I, I, knew this, I knew this a long time ago. You didn't have to have a study on this. What do you guys think about this? Are you a big gamer, Dave? Um, I used to be a, a lot bigger than I am now, but okay. uh, yeah, I mean, who doesn't like you, playing video games? Come on. How would you say you, fu- you fell off? I would gaming? say uh, probably maybe about a year ago, maybe year oh, and a, maybe recently. two years I ago. I, I can that. tell you exactly when I fell off. Yeah. GoldenEye 64. Oh, yeah. The oh, first, the we first talked per- about this. Yeah, yeah. The first person shooter made me Disney, di- dizzy. <laughs> it, made mm-hmm. Disney. it made me Disney. Walt Disney mm-hmm. uh, dizzy and disoriented. And wow. I'm like, okay, I just won't play first-person shooter games. How how big can they become? <laughs> but I loved Goldeneye. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, it was just confusing. Too much for you. Yeah, I need, I need to like see my guy <laughs> walking around. Level. Yeah, you need the uh, what do they call that? Uh, Some vantage point. I need something to to to, to anchor scrolling me. Scrolling games. I forget. Yes. There, well, no, I can do the 360, game. but I can't do the first person. Like I got to be able to see my guy. <laughs> okay. Um, that's cute. But yeah, yeah, I yeah think... you yeah you like the third person. You don't like yes, the first. You, you don't like the first person. Yeah, ah. correct. Um, 
But uh, yeah, Dave, it, it, it doesn't it like uh, say you're, you're much better at making split second decisions? Yes. Better reflexes. Yeah. So, so okay, scientists scientists separated children nine and ten years old into two groups: kids who don't play video games at all and kids who play for three or more hours a day. The group of young uh, gamers they found showed more brain activity in frontal regions associated with more cognitively demanding tasks and less activity in areas related to vision. Hmm. So maybe when your parents back in the day said, don't sit so close to the TV, maybe they were correct about that, Mm -hmm. but maybe they were not correct about the video games were going to rot your brain. Well, I mean, has there any, has there been anyone more wrong than our parents' generation about video games? (laughs) You are right about that. hundred percent. Because look, even if there was no um, cognitive benefit to video games, you can make a living now playing video games. Yeah. So if I would have just kept playing video games and got much better at it, uh, you know, I wouldn't be working like a sucker, and my, maybe I might be rich, because you yeah. don't even have to. You don't even have to like be a professional gamer, like like win competitions. You can just get on Twitch. Yeah. And if en- enough people like watching you play video games, you can make a living uh, playing video games on Twitch. And uh, that is just something that uh, GoldenEye uh, for N64 ruined for me <laughs> decades ago. Do you play? Do, would you primarily play sports games, Dave? Yeah, but I got to tell games? you, my one of my favorite. Well, I, I've got a, I've got a couple favorites. Oh, yeah. The whole Resident Evil series, oh, phenomenal. Yeah. I played I played those phenomenal. quite a bit for PlayStation. Uh, and um, and uh, the uh, the Arkham uh, Arkham Asylum trilogy of the Dark Knight series, phenomenal. Anything guys, with an anything with an open world with uh, with Batman is is what was incredible. I feel like there there could be a market on Twitch for like classic video games. Like uh, if I want to play like Kung Fu for for regular Nintendo on Twitch, you know, because uh, uh, nostalgia is very big. I think there could yes. be a market. Yeah, for I'm that. thinking that uh, I could see Rich uh, having uh, just a whole channel playing Burger Time. That'd be good. <laughs> Or like one of these old like NHL '96, yeah. you know. Oh with, God! Uh, then yeah. the the Deke move. Come on. Yeah. Of course. I I, I think no. I th- I think there's a market out there for that, and I hope so because uh, I don't, I don't even know what the big games are on on Twitch. Probably probably not even Fortnite anymore. Fortnite's well, probably you know old it's on it's now. you know th- there's a new there's a new Call of Duty coming out and yeah. everything about uh, streaming. I, I I can't tell you how many. Uh, videos that my uh, niece's friends watch of just people playing video games the 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 the, uh, the i don't see the um appeal of watching other people play games myself but this is a whole genre of society no, I where get people it. just like to watch other people play video games. I get it cuz when I was a kid if I went over someone's house to play video games and they were good at video games and it had a story it was fun watching them oh, progress to you. into the levels. So. I like that's the that's race car games. Uh, well, uh Mario oh. Kart. Dave, have you ever driven through a red light? <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> Dave, have you ever been hit by a red honing shell in Mario Kart? <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm, yeah, I'm sure I have. Uh, yeah. I was. I picture. Um, I picture Rich more of a Gran Turismo slash pole position player than Mario Kart, though. Oh, is that right? Pole position. Yeah. What's yeah. that? Is that a gay joke? Not at all. Hey. You don't remember pole position? That's a great game. I had it for Atari, which don't yeah, ask you wanna, me how to work in Atari. You want to talk about? Uh, playing pole position. Talk about, 12 years old. <laughs> you want to talk about? Oh. You want to talk about uh, retro? 
Come on. <laughs> another thing more about pole position. Another thing our parents were wrong oh, about yeah. is that pole position does not make you go blind. That's right. Oh. <laughs> hey, you why know, don't you get? Why don't you both get your mind out of the gutters and into the alley where they belong? Okay. Okay. All right, Uncle oh, Dave. Right. You know what oh, I used right. to like doing? Remember for regular you like playing pole position. Well, who? What? What young lad? <laughs> what young lad did it? Rich apparently still likes playing pole position. Well, <laughs> well Dave, at, at your age, that stuff kind of—it's oh. just natural. Anyway. Wow. Wow, wow. What I wow. used what I used to like doing is remember for regular Nintendo you had that power pad where you could run yeah. and do the uh, and do like the track and field meets. Yeah. I used to like to cheat on that. <laughs> and during the long jump you would jump wow. off the mat and then you jump back on the mat and you'd get crazy crazy high long jump scores. Your poor brother. Yeah. Whose name is Matt. Yeah, that's that it that is accurate. I okay. see Rich playing like Super Mario Brothers 3 with like the power oh, yeah. glove. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I, I would get the P-wing and you fly through uh right. the entire level. It was great. Right, you could become a statue. Do you remember how to get you remember, did you remember how to get the the 100 free guys in the original Mario Brothers when you oh, would yeah. go up, up, to the down, steps? down left right left right AB, No, no, AB no, start. that no, no, that was something different. That was that was, a, a, that was on Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Yeah, that was Kanye. But um, on the on the the original Mario Brothers, you would step on on the the, the shell and get a caught between a, a step on the stairs, and every time you'd go, we just comp bouncing free game, free game, free game, free game, get like hundred free hundred free games, wow. hundred free lives. Have you ever driven through a red light? Sounds like uh, Dave likes to game the system. Yeah, wow, it's next. all about it's all about circumventing the rules, as you know. Yeah, yes. uh, <clears throat> I'm still a little hoarse. Next topic. All right, this uh No, Dave, next... it's my topic. Oh, it's your topic. Yeah, we switch right. off. That's right, I forgot. I'm we sorry. Switch. Well, you guys know that Halloween Halloween is my favorite season and yeah. I've got uh some Halloween related stories tonight. Yeah. But uh this year yeah. after Halloween yeah. really comes the most terrifying uh season of all, and that's election season. Ugh. And uh No thanks. Yeah, so this is a midterm. Um, and, and I think that uh, this midterm is just it's going to be a prelude to just how crazy things are going to end up being in 2024. Um, in 2024, I think a lot of the uh, uh, the, the far right MAGA elements are going to be trying to make their last stand. And it's, it's, it's just going to be bonkers. And I think no matter what side of the aisle you fall on, this next story is, is – y- 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 Unless you're nuts, you have no other, um, you, you have no other alternative than to think this is nuts. There is two groups of radical poll challengers out there putting together a manual on huh? challenging elections, and there are there are some election challengers out there that are legally allowed to do things and legally not allowed to do other things. Like if you're you're an official government, um, um. Uh, position voter challenger poll poll challenger you're what you're allowed to do if you think someone's not eligible to vote um you're allowed to look at their id if it's in the um hands of a one of the poll workers but you can't touch it same thing with the book of um the book of addresses and where people live and register voters and stuff you can look at it but you can't touch it (laughs) Um, okay so this new group here they put out a manual on um, being an election challenger. And I'm just going to read this right from the free press. The challenger's manual on the Michigan for America First website suggests observers set up hidden cameras near ballot drop boxes (laughs) to capture the license plate numbers of cars belonging to those returning ballots 
and to show up armed. Oh boy! So, 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 so essentially, they want to look at. They want video of everybody's license plate. Which what does that show you? I don't know. Uh, your 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 vote's not registered to your freaking license plate. And if there's an issue, you go out there armed. Last I heard, that's voter intimidation. Yeah. These people talk about not wanting to become a tin pot dictatorship banana republic. That's exactly what a tin pot dictatorship banana republic does. I think it would be cool if they saw my. I'd rather be watching Columbus <laughs> license plate that right. you got me for Christmas. Right. That guy just dropped off a. It wasn't even balanced. It was just a bunch of coupons for frozen yogurt. So a cu- couple of interesting things that have happened around my neighborhood. Yeah. One was a nice young lady stopped by the other day to ask me if I was voting for Gretchen. That's none of your business. And then asked me if I was voting yes on Prop 2. That's none of your business. And then handed me a like pamphlet. I also received in the mail a letter from the voter research department That's out of somewhere thing. that – had a list of every election for the past de- over a decade of, of what I did vote on and what I missed. You, and they and they were like, we've missed you. This is it, how you can vote. This now, is did, how- it, did it say how you voted or just that you voted? It said whether I missed the vote or whether right. I voted. And as they, far and as they, I know, that's legal. And because it said, it's, like, you, it's we've pub- missed you. Like, right. make sure you go, oh, she, the, the, the young lady also wanted to know if I was going to vote by mail or vote in person. That's none of your business. So then I said to her, I said, have a nice day. I said, good luck to the Dems. And then she went across the street and tried to go hand out more pamphlets to the people hmm. that are in the condo complex. Hmm. I, I, I think it is legal. I, I think people do. It's public knowledge that you voted uh-huh. in an election. Yeah. It's not public knowledge how you voted. Uh-huh. Right. So they just, they just wanted to show me that I had missed some elections okay. and they were wondering where I was. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I, I, I mean, this is what happens when you give propagandists the same voice of everyone else in the media. What they do is they chip away at all of our institutions. They chip away at academia. They chip away at the media. They chip away at science. Uh, they chip chip away at at uh, our electoral system. They start screaming that the election is rigged months before the election happens and they get people riled up to the point where they where they support armed guards at a freaking ballot box yeah it's pretty ridiculous yeah i I mean and the thing is it it seemed like maybe that was kind of curbing off but as we get closer and closer it seems like it's ramping up and this is just a midterm too i mean this isn't like uh it's going to be it's going to be crazier next year or two years david right and the people who are and the people who are screaming about uh, about the election being stolen, if they're person one, they'd say it was the most fair election of all time. Of course. You know, Hillary Clinton came out and said uh, something stupid this week, saying that uh, Democrat or Republicans are trying to uh, steal the 2024 election, which is just as stupid as when Donald Trump said that the 2020 election yeah. was going to be stolen in frickin' August. Mm-hmm. So enough, both of you. I, I, I feel like a parent. I don't care who made the mess, just clean it up. Good luck with that. Yeah. So anyway, I try not to. Uh, I try not to let my political uh, uh, opinion show too much on the show. But I see something spiraling out of control, and I'm very concerned about it. So uh, as you should be. Thank you. Uh, next topic, Dave.
So I don't know if either one of you have been to San Francisco, but I have uh, been there many times. And as you know, it's a foodie heaven with plenty of Michelin-starred restaurants. Right, rice And San Francisco also loves dogs. So it might not come as uh, too much of a surprise that an entrepreneur has decided to combine his two passions, creating what is believed to be the first restaurant exclusively for man's best friend. So this is in the Mission District, which which I've been to many times. I would compare it a little bit to like Mexican Village in Detroit. Okay. Uh, Fantastic burritos. I mean, the best around. And he opened up this place called Dog, D-O-G-U-E, rhymes with Vogue. Okay. And he opened it last month, and it's believed to be the first restaurant exclusively for dogs. And here's how it works. (laughs) Yeah. For $75 for your pup. You get a multi-course Bon Appetit meal featuring dishes like chicken skin waffles, filet mignon steak tartare, and a quail egg. For me or for the dog? For the dog. Yes. Now, what, for the, what do I get? Now, for the human, you get a mimosa and a baked, uh, a baked treat. Oh. <laughs> what? Yeah. A mimosa and a baked So treat. the owner... Rami Masarwa, if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, he's a dog owner and classically trained chef. He decided this sounds like to leave. some weird, like subversive punishment by PETA. He decided he decided to leave Punish his me, uh, his uh, stressful uh, job running a fine a restaurant human, to focus on his new canine Peter. cafe. Yeah. Right. Well, now that's asinine. I, I mean, I can <laughs> I can understand a restaurant where both humans and dogs dogs can eat but what person is going to be like well i'm starving uh so why don't i go eat a human biscuit while i watch a little poopsie eat a 75 dollar well that's what some critics have expressed some online outrage over their price point for this for these pampered pampered i'm not outraged it's not my money that that's going to be lost in the stupid business venture that's trudy's because (laughs) exactly because for the for the cost of 75 dollars you for the cost of 75 dollars you could buy five big burritos so yeah man i've never at many of the nearby uh places so but uh, he also not in addition to uh serving this five course meal for the dogs he also hosts fur baby uh, birthday parties oh my so you can have your dog's birthday party over there too i think quail eggs are blue Do you know what color quail eggs are? Are you able to look that up? On yeah, little laptop yeah. Let me there, let me Mike? just uh, let me. Uh, I got this thing called the computer here. I, I can just look what color quail eggs are. are quail. Well, so the owner of the shop says, "Well, um, humans will go and spend five hundred dollars, which is what the, the seventy-five dollars that he's cooking for the pups they is basically blue. equal to five hundred dollars in fine food for a human." Right, Man. except for $75, all I do get to do is watch my dog eat, and, I, and I'm still hungry. You get a mimosa and a baked treat. What are you talking about? Yeah. Right. Uh, I wish this guy good, the best of luck with his asinine business idea. Maybe it, might, maybe it might work in San Francisco. They're a little bit out there, out there um, but I don't know. You I wouldn't I, take Trudy there. No. I mean, he also he also I, I mean maybe um, if he this also place served both human food and dog and dog food. You get your little baked treat. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> right. get your baked treat, and your mimosa. You Once you eat your human food, you just gotta like stare at your dog, begging, hoping they'll give you a table. <laughs> well, the dogs strap. probably eat yeah. the food pretty quickly. I would yeah, assume. They right. also have right. It they sounds also like have... this. It, you know, this guy sounds like it sounds like <laughs> he was born a dog, somehow became a human, and now he's back opening this restaurant. 
to punish humans for not giving him table scraps when he was a dog. He also uh, takes two days and cooks special pastries for the dogs also. That's very nice. So tell me that. Let me tell you something. You could go out to San Francisco with your family, bring Trudy along and give her and take that would be a nice little happy birthday for your dog. You know, my dog likes my dog likes when I spend seven dollars. I go to Wendy's and give her a bunch of French fries. Does Trudy like fries? She does. So it, it, it doesn't matter to her if I bought. If I spent $75 on quail tartare or I spent a $5 biggie bag, as long as she gets to eat some kind of human food, uh, those people are wasting their money. Well, what, what, well, the owner also says that the, the, the real reason and the real goal of Doge is to raise boarding. awareness about feeding your dog fresh, healthy, natural ingredients, which some research shows can be easier on your pup's stomach than mass-produced dog food and make dog parents happy. Okay, now I'm aware. Good job. And I, I saved $75. <laughs> Next topic. That'd be me. All right. So I just want to hit a couple of Halloween things here before we have Dave take us home. Uh, number one, that meme you've seen going around about these fentanyl pills that look like candy that might show up in your kid's Halloween. Um, oh. uh, it's not true. Oh. It's like, remember when we were kids? And I remember we actually watched a video on this in school to check your to check your uh, Halloween candy because there might be razor blades in it. Yeah. that This is just a new updated version of this. Ah. Um, but what I really want to get to here is science has found out the top five scariest movies. Oh, my goodness. And uh, a recent study funded by the company called The Science of Scare. Never heard of them before. Sounds legit to me. Uh, what <laughs> they did is they showed people 50 films, and they hooked up a heart rate monitor to them. And they used that heart rate monitor to figure out which five movies are scientifically the scariest. And I got to say, I've seen just about all of these, and I, I, I don't really agree with them. But if you guys wanted to guess, if uh, take a guess at any... Um, movies on the top five scariest movies. Let's go ahead before I re- re- reveal the uh, uh, findings. Rich, give me a, a, a guess. The Exorcist? Okay. Dave? Amityville Horror. Neither one of those actually made it. Mm. And mm. Uh, I got to say, I, I don't know if there's Fan- ever been. Phantasm. No. <laughs> say that again, Dave. What's it? Is that, is that how you say it? It's Phantasm? Say it. I got to tell Phantasm? you. The oldest movie on this list the oldest movie on this list is from 2009. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I, and I don't know if there's been movies that genuinely frighten you guys. Freddy vs. Jason? <laughs> no. It's got to be those Final Destination movies. No, it, it's not. Um, it follows. The last movie that re- that's not on there. Paranormal Activity. Uh, yeah, actually, number five. Yeah. Which is weird because that's a slow burn. So, like, mm-hmm. I, like, like hooking. So is Phantasm. You're right. But paranormal activity is a slow burn, so I wouldn't think I wouldn't think that uh, your uh, uh, your heart rate would be sustained long enough for that to show up in the top five. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Um, but the last movie that scared me was probably The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh, I won't see it now. As a kid, The Exorcist didn't freak me out, but for some reason, something must have clicked in my catholic upbringing because the 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 movies i can't watch now are the ones that have Uh, to do with possession and 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 exorcism i can't Mm -hmm. 
Um, number So number five was Paranormal Activity. Like I said, I thought it was a bit of a slow burn. The scariest part was at the end. Um, that'd be the only time my heart rate jumped. I haven't seen this one, Hereditary. Have you guys seen either one? Of- oh, no. no. That's why I get migraines, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hereditary, uh, I don't know. Something. Hereditary. S- yeah. Um, it was, who was in it? There's not, uh, t- nobody I know is in it. Um, perhaps it's a foreign film. When the matriarch of the Graham family passes away, her daughter and grandchildren begin to unravel cryptic and increasingly terrifying secrets about their ancestry. Oh. So, I don't know. Uh, even though it's number four on this list, I'm not really interested in seeing it. Number three, The Conjuring. Which oh, I'm yeah. guessing the first Conjuring, and you know what, that one I could see being on this list, especially since it's uh, quote unquote based on true stories, Ed and, and Lorraine uh, Warren. Um, but I get number three mixed up with number two, The Tingler. No, Insidious, because oh, yeah. Patrick yeah. Wilson is in, both, in of both of them. He's in both of them. Wow! But yet. Both of them. But yet he's not like considered like a big horror movie star, you know, like sure. uh, like back in the 80s, you know, you'd have a kind of a, a rotation of of beautiful women in all these different uh, horror movies. They'd be scream queens. Patrick Wilson is a star in both huge horror uh, 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 franchises, and I don't think he gets the uh, uh, recognition he deserves. He's a scream queen. He's, I love him. He's a scream king. He's a scream king. And one of these days, I feel like the, 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 there will be an insidious Conjuring crossover movie. There just has to be, um, because Conjidious. like, yeah, like if I if, if I if I sit Fantasm. down and I flip a uh, a horror movie on and Patrick Wilson's in it, I don't know which one I'm watching. <laughs> Number one, I did see this one and it's suspenseful, but I thought the Babadook was actually scarier than this movie, and the Babadook hasn't made it. <laughs> Number one, Sinister, starring like, Ethan Hawke. I like hearing you say Babadook. Babadook. Hey, a Babadook. Um, have you guys seen either one of you guys seen Sinister? No. No. It's, it's about this 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 real crime writer who like um writes a book and like weird crap happens. It's like I said, this kind of <laughs> this is a lame list. Who came out with this list? Um The Scientific The Science of Scare. This could be the stupidest list I've ever heard in my life. Wow. Yeah, I'm sorry I wasted your guys' time. Like, with what that. in the world? Yeah, I know. Like, I, I like this is this, this list is horrible. Yeah, I, I mean, if you watch Sinister, it's not going to be one of those movies that keep you up at night after uh, yeah, a, no after thanks. watching. Although I will say this, it's hard to make a really truly scary movie these days. Yeah, I mean, it just is. So I agree. You know. All right. Uh, in retrospect, I, I apologize for both of those stories. Dave, next topic. Take us home. <laughs> All right. So um, we always uh, like to keep people up to date on technology here on Not Whatever me. Dave. And uh, the Apple company, which we'd love to talk about, <laughs> they do. now confirm that iPhones wow. will feature USB-C charging coming up here. What and the reason now? for this, they have lightning charging right now, which, oh. if you remember, replaced in 2012 the like the, the the seven to eight pin charger that they had originally when yeah. the first iPhones came out in 2007. Well, so there's a, a law that passed in Europe that said that every laptop, camera, tablet, must and phone must now have USB-C charging capabilities because. They were sick of the people having to pay for all these adapters, and also they didn't want to have consumers be 
stuck with one brand because of uh, charging. Good. So Apple now has admitted that they're going to um, and they're going to try to pass this law in the United States, too, which I don't think has been passed yet. No, to I, make I don't sure that I don't um, passing in the United States, everything either. will feature USB-C charging. And it says here, according to the law in Europe, um, phones, tablets and cameras have to feature USB-C charger by 2024. Laptops will have until 2026. Mm, yeah. Well, so how does this make you feel being that we all know that we're all iPhone users here at whatever, Dave? And we all get frustrated when they change something. And you have to go buy a new adapter and a new way to charge or a new way to make some uh, things, something work. How do you feel about this? Because that this is, what, this is not what Steve Jobs wanted. He always right. wanted Apple to stand alone right. and to he be wanted, its own separate thing. He wants what Steve Jobs wanted was for Apple to be different enough that you'd have to buy more unnecessary parts and make the company. <laughs> I don't more think money. That, I don't think that's what he was. Yeah. I don't think that was it. It's like proprietary. Oh, yeah, it's like oh, every single cell phone I can just take like earbuds and I can put them into the little AC jack. And I can listen to music. But on Apple, I got to put it in this little charger thing and have my own ear pods. Recite the alphabet backwards. Right. So in the article here, it says, in June, lawmakers pushed the U.S. Commerce Department to adopt a universal standard for charging mobile devices similar to the European law. Lawmakers cite money spent by consumers on various charges for different products and electronic waste as the reasons for pushing to require universal standard, uh, universal standard. But I don't know if it's passed yet. So You know, I, I'm not a huge fan of the law telling businesses what they can and can't do, but mm-hmm. uh, Apple's forced their hand, Dave. I, I told you all the time. I, I do like the iPhone better than the Droid. I do, mm-hmm. yeah. up to a point. I won't, right. pay it, you know, if it's if it means paying more than uh, an extra two hundred dollars for a phone, forget it. I'll go right. to the Android. But mm-hmm. you're right. I I, I I I mean, any other cell phone made by Samsung, Android, Galaxy, HTC. Radio Shack. Right. All that equipment is standard and can be used on every single type of cell phone, except Apple. Kirkland. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's mm-hmm. this big romanticized narrative out there that Steve Jobs just wanted to be different. I think Steve Jobs just wanted to find a way to make us pay for a whole bunch of extra <laughs> crap we don't need every three months. Listen, you watch out what you say about that guy. He was a genius, okay? Yeah, he was a genius. He, he He's... He suckered me into buying a new damn charger every three freaking months. Listen, you you own, you be nice, all right? Come on. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, Steve Jobs' spirit is really uh, concerned about what Listen, I have. You to be say. careful because one of those scary movies might be Steve Jobs' wow. ghost visiting you. All right. Wow. Ooh, well, that I'd like to see. That yeah. I'd like to see. You're rooting for me to be uh, visited by Steve Jobs' ghost? Uh, I'd like to see the movie. <laughs> oh, the movie. Okay. The, movie the dramatization. Yeah. Okay. Not the documentary. No. All right. I can I deal mean, with I, that. I don't think he's going to hurt you. Yeah. Right. Ghosts can't really hurt you. Right. They can haunt you. I'm calm alone. Reminding you, don't be afraid of ghosts. They may be spooky, but they don't bite. That's from uh, Crank Anchors, I think. All right. Good job. All right. Let's get out of here. Bye. Happy Halloween.